Okay, folks. This is Guru and the Wiz. Fantasy Football Podcast. We are continuing to do our team capsules as we move ever closer to what is hopefully the start of training camp. Baseball on the horizon. So let's see how that all works out. Wiz, good afternoon to you. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Waiting uh, to see if baseball and basketball uh, can figure this out and uh, try and start this. Uh, you know, baseball with the regular season and basketball with their postseason. And I think baseball uh, is going to have some challenges um, ahead here. Basketball seems, you know, considering that they're in a bubble and it's just the playoffs. Uh, you know, they they should have an easier go of it, but. Uh, I'll tell you, besides the UFC and golf and NASCAR, um, I'm not sure about anything, uh, you know, at this point. Uh, hoping, fingers crossed, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, we could just take it one day at a time. The only thing we could do is prepare as if there's going to be a season. So uh, yeah, and I think that's uh, Yeah, and I think that's what we've been doing, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Uh, yeah, uh, just for everybody out there that listens to us, uh, you know, today today we're going to do a couple of different uh, team podcasts. Uh, we'll, we'll do the L.A. Chargers. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, afterwards, we'll follow up with the Miami Dolphins. And then uh, Wiz and I tomorrow will have a little bit of a, a smackdown session where we're talking about a lot of different things that are on our, on our minds. So uh, excited to get uh, that going as well. So anyway, let's uh, off to the Chargers who um, – who have moved on from Philip Rivers. Um, he's been there for an eternity, and uh, he will no longer be the quarterback. And it seems uh, at the moment, um, even though um, Tyrod Taylor is in, uh, it looks like to be in a very similar situation than he was a couple of years ago when uh, he was the caddy for uh, Baker Mayfield. So, uh, Wiz, is it the exact same situation? I know it's a little bit of a strange year this year with, with no workouts preseason in in a normal way does that put Justin Herbert maybe a little bit more behind the eight ball the quarterback who who the Chargers took with the number six pick well I think the Chargers are kind of in a different spot than let's say the Browns were a few years ago with the make Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor situation and also a little different than Miami Dolphins situation this year in the sense that the Chargers have a playoff roster I mean, there is no doubt that, you know, that is a good NFL roster, a team that just last year you predicted to win the Super Bowl. I did. Um, and, they, you know, their their roster is rock solid. They have a good defense. Uh, they're, they're, they have good players in the skill position. So um, it's going to be a tricky situation uh, to see how it plays out. But as far as moving the offense along, Justin Herbert is just, you know, going to have to do that because I don't have much confidence in Tyrell Tell. I mean, I just think he plays it close to the vest. And, and you know, you got to have a quarterback, especially in this division. You know, you're going up against Mahomes and the Raiders and and Broncos, uh, ha, you know, have, have tried to improve their offense. So, you know, the Chargers are going to have to do that as well. And I, I think Herbert... You know, I'd be more confident that he'd be the opening day starter without this pandemic. But now there's just so many things up in the air. I think he'll eventually take over that role. But um, I'm concerned, um, like I said, with this pandemic and, you know, a rookie quarterback coming in and, um, it would be, you know, they're going to give the nod to the established guy. So 
I like Herbert. I think he'll be the guy, you know, at some point during the season. How far into the season, I'm not quite sure. But uh, as far as fantasy football value goes in a dynasty league, you know, he's certainly a guy, you know, if you get cheap for a few dollars, he's certainly a player because they have such good players around him. But as far as in a redraft league where you're just <clears throat> drafting for this season and not beyond, uh, any thoughts either way on whoever the quarterback is on the Chargers, any of them draft worthy in your opinion? Oh, I think you make the point that it's 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 still a very talented roster, but uh, you know the, the quarterback position because it's in flux and some there's some nebulous aspects to it. I, I'd kind of want to stay away from it a little bit. That's my that's my personal view. Uh, you know, they they'd only be either or whoever was the starting quarterback would would just primarily be a, a backup for me. And as you mentioned, you know, Herbert could be something attractive in in, in a dynasty league. I mean. You mentioned, you know, there, and we're going to talk about them. There are some decent options at the skill positions on this team, and you know, we, we don't want to overlook that. So ho- hopefully, you know, the, the ball can be gotten to those players the way Philip Rivers had basically done over the most of his career. I think I think Mr. Rivers struggled last year, but uh, you know, this team needs to have better consistency on offense. They turned the ball over way too many times last year. Actually, that was one thing that really hurt this defense: the fact that they turned the ball over. Uh, you know, a lot of interceptions last year. So, so, you know, for me, it's a quarterback situation that I probably avoid. All right. With that said, let's move on uh, to the running back position. And when I look at this running back uh, group that the Chargers have, in my opinion, if you combine talent and age, I think this may be the best running back group in the entire NFL. I love all three players. Um, Austin Eckler, He started off his career as a special teams player. He has gotten better and better. He plays with such a chip on his shoulder. Every every time he touches the ball, he he carries it and runs with it like he's got something to prove. Justin Jackson has just not been able to stay on the field, but when he has, he has shown tremendous ability. Uh, A young player uh, with strong potential, and if he could stay on the field... um, he definitely is capable of doing things. And I like Joshua Kelly. Um, I think he brings a different element than the other guys. And if you look at Eckler at 25 and Justin Jackson at 24 and Joshua Kelly at 23 and the talent those three kids have, I absolutely love that trio of running backs for the Chargers. The problem is from a fantasy perspective, They're not going to want Eckler, I don't think, to be beat up and giving him so many carries uh, when they have two other capable guys. So what's the view on the Chargers running back? As a collective group, certainly love them, but um, the fact that Jackson is a good player and they drafted Kelly, does that eat into the value of Eckler a little bit? And, you know, what's the overall thoughts on those three guys? Yeah, so we we know how Eckler started the season off last year without Melvin Gordon, and he probably was touching the ball at least twenty times a game for four or five weeks, and 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 that obviously dwindled after after Gordon came back. But I don't see the situation changing much more. Uh, I think it's a situation. You know, you mentioned Eckler is a little bit more diminutive in size. He really excels as a receiver. Um, you know, last year, what did he catch? Uh, 90, 92 balls last year. So uh, just, 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 just remarkable numbers from that perspective. So 
I don't see his role changing all that much, uh, and I think there it's a player that they'd want to conserve still. So from a, from a touch perspective, you know, I, I think we're still going to be looking at that sort of numbers from him where, you know, maybe he rushes the ball 150-odd times, and, you know, he catches the ball somewhere between, you know, 85 and 100 times. So I see that staying the case. It doesn't mean you should shy away from the player, and I, I think you make an unbelievably um, um, – strong point in terms of the youth of this group and, and the talent. And I know you've liked Jackson before and, and Jackson, you can't ignore a guy who I, I know he didn't touch the field, a lot, but, he, but he averaged seven yards a carry uh, when he touched the ball last year. So it's something that we don't want to uh, underscore. And I think uh, as well, like you said, Kelly uh, showed a lot of ability at UCLA. So I like this group as a whole, and I think they'll all get their noses in there, but you know, I still think, um, uh, Eckler will be the guy who touches that ball 15 to 20 times, but there'll they'll be, they'll be touches to go around for the other two. And obviously, if an injury happens, one of those guys behind definitely gets elevated. So you, you have Eckler as a top 10 running back? I, I, you know, in a PPR league, because of that catch stuff, he's pretty close. Uh, I think he might just, for me, slightly outside. Um, does You know, again, I think it's... He's going to be very, very strong, no question about it. But I, I, I'd be a little bit afraid to call him a top ten running back. I have a little bit of a different view on Eckler. I, I just, I don't think the numbers are going to be uh, where they were last year, um, and that's nothing to do with the player. He's a, he, he's a dynamic player. It's a combination of a few things. One, um, they want Justin Jackson to carry the ball. Two, they absolutely love Joshua Kelly, and he brings a different dimension than the other two. And three, Rivers loved throwing that little dump-off pass. Tyrod Taylor, the same, but I'm not sure how much this season Tyrod Taylor will be the quarterback. It's just going to be a different, you know, it's just, there was a, a real cohesive aspect between Rivers and Eckler. So combined with the fact that the other two running backs are good, that Eckler had such an outstanding numbers to begin with that those numbers are going to be tough to match, and then the Rivers not being there. I like Eckler. There's a lot to like about the player, but I, 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 I think his numbers are going to to drop a little bit. Um, you know, But certainly he holds and maintains his value in a full PPR league. Um, my question to you is, and to help and guide the people that are listening to this, if you draft at Austin Eckler in a snake draft or an auction draft, who is the handcuff to him in your view? Yeah, I would go with, uh, again, this year, we've talked about this before, the fact that uh, you know it's not a normal year. I, I'd go with the more established player in Jackson. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with that. Uh, I, I like all three players, though. Um, moving on to the wide receivers spot, Chargers. You know, we were talking about the roster earlier. They they just they have a good roster. They have they have good players all over the board. So, um, help me out here. Help us out here, people that are listening. Keenan Allen, he is rock solid. What kind of hit does he take? Mike Williams. Two rookie receivers, Joey from Virginia, uh, and um, and and um, and they drafted uh, right from uh, from Ohio State as well. I mean, TJ Hill. I mean, from um, from from Ohio State. So, what kind of what kind of hit do the receivers? Because 
you know, Eckler is one thing because he's going to catch those dump off passes anyhow. But, like, Keenan Allen is, a, you know, around a 15 to 20 wide receiver, even, you know, as he's aging with Rivers. Without Rivers, where do you put that wide receiver group? Yeah, I think it's tough from a rapport standpoint. And I think when I look at most of the early season prognostications from people, you know, Keenan Allen, the reflection is that he will miss Rivers a lot. Uh, you know, I see him kind of being rated anywhere from between 15 and 25 as a receiver. This is a guy who, for the last few he's been tagged with an injury-prone uh, label, but that's actually not been the case. He's actually played 16 games three years in a row. He's caught 90 to 100 balls three years in a row. But you have to expect some drop-off with the drop-off in quarterback play and, and with the lack of cohesiveness that that the player has with the quarterback. So I think it's a justifiable place for, for Keenan Allen to fall off to, um, given Rivers is gone and, and again, normal preparation not being there. So I get that part. Um, you know, Mike Williams, I was really jonesed up about him last year. Rivers seemed to perpetually underthrow him all last year, especially around the goal line. And, you know, he went from a guy that had uh, – a lot of touchdowns in 2018 to only catching a couple last year. He did actually manage to to get a thousand yards as a receiver. He, he he his yards per catch is one of the highest in the league. But again, a player that will probably struggle a little bit with these new quarterbacks not having the same ability if, as Philip Rivers. And and as you mentioned, this this is a team that plays three wide over 70% of the time. So someone's going to have to step into that number three role, you know, amongst, as you mentioned, Reed and K.J. Hill. They have uh, the kid Patton there as well. So someone's going to have to step into that role. Uh, but I do think there's a hit on, on, the, on the skill players at, at the receiver position because the quarterback play just won't be what it was. Yeah, I think you got to, you know, keep an eye on who wins that number three spot at wide receiver. Joe Reed brings an element of a dynamic return game. He'll be the returner for the Chargers this year. Uh, and if he wins that number three spot, which I suspect he will, uh, keep an eye on him. But so how much of a downgrade, you know, it's going to be a learning curve, obviously, for, for Reed. Um, but for, for Williams and Allen, how much of a downgrade for those two players? I would have said last year, I would have thought Keenan Allen would have been a top 10 receiver in most leagues, but in most people's eyes last year. Uh, and Williams, I think, was seen as someone that was coming on um, in the previous year. But I, I see both of those guys taking a fairly sizable step back. Uh, I, I, you know, it'd be tough for Mike Williams to have over a thousand yards receiving. I think he'd be more in like the 700, 800 range. He'll still be a goal line target because he's a big guy. And I would expect Keenan Allen's, you know, his targets will still be there, but I think the effectiveness of the quarterback and the rapport just isn't the same. So, so yeah, I, I think Keenan Allen is outside the top 15, probably in that kind of around, around 20 level, uh, for coming into the draft this year. And now what about Hunter Henry moving to the tight end spot? Uh, I don't think he'll take as much of a hit because I think, uh, you know, tell like the throw to the tight end. So what's your view on Henry this year? You know, Henry, Henry was, uh, you know, Henry was hurt, obviously, uh, a little bit, you know, last year. He came back, um, you know, overall, um, the guy's been a solid target when he's been on the field. And if he could stay on the field, and, and as you mentioned, you know, Tyrod Taylor is probably not going to be looking to jack the ball down the field. So, 
you know, a safety valve and a guy like Henry will be there. And, and he is the one receiving option really at the tight end spot. Virgil Green is the other tight end. He's, he's more of a blocking tight end. So Henry's probably a top 10 tight end, though, if you take all of this into account. I think there'll be a lot safer throws that are going to be made. And, and, and Hunter Henry will probably re- be a recipient of a lot of those throws. Yeah, man, I kind of feel bad for Hunter Henry. He's one of these guys that just battled through injuries, and now he's in a contract year. He doesn't have Rivers quarterbacking or uh, throwing in the ball, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to put up such dynamic numbers that he's going to get a great uh, second contract, but we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but he, he is certainly rock solid, and you certainly you're, you're saying that uh, he's tight end 12 or lower for sure? In your view? Uh, 12, or, 12 or higher, you mean. Um, yeah. I didn't lower like 20 down. And I'm like, okay, yep. so he's a, he, I guess that was an idiotic way for me to say it. He, he's a tight end one in your view. He's a tight end one. If, if I'm in a 12-team league, he's, he's one of the guys that's getting a tight end one uh, a, a, a starting designation. Fair enough. Anything you want to add? You're a special team a guru. Anything you want to add about kickers or defense? I'm not sure how many defenses you want to be drafting in that in that uh, division anyhow, but uh, I don't know anything you want to add about the division. Well, that's the interesting thing. This is going to be a high-scoring division. Um, you know, depending on how this offense performs, you know, let's see what this de- – you know, they have some big names on this defense, a couple of which got banged up last year. You know, Bosa's on this team. They drafted Murray from, from Alabama. Um, uh, Derwin James was hurt all last year, but he's back. Uh, Linvale Joseph is on this team now. I, look – I was shocked when I looked at where the Chargers ranked last year as a defense. They were pretty much dead last from a fantasy perspective, and that was from being a top-five team the year before. So they took a real drastic step back. The talent level hasn't changed a hell of a lot, but but what's changed a little bit is, like I said, last year they turned the ball over. I think they were playing with short fields more than they'd like to do that, and and there were some major injuries. So this could be a bounce-back candidate for, for a defense. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe just... I, I think they probably qualify as a as just around the top t- a top twelve defense. I think in, in most leagues, but I was really shocked to see how disappointing they were from a fantasy perspective last year. Yep, yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Anything else? Or are we on to uh, Miami in the next episode? No, we are going to be talking about Eric Brown's Miami Dolphins. So uh, we're excited to be doing that, and uh, that's a wrap on the Chargers. Wiz, thanks very much, and uh, yeah, we're going to move fast and furious as we are through uh, through all these team capsules. Thanks very much. Yep. Yep.